As you will know, last month I attended the Association for Contemporary Jewelry 25th Anniversary Conference titled Beyond Silver. For this podcast episode, I want to catch up with the plenary speakers of the conference. Professor for Jewelry and Head of Department at Campus, Idar Oberstein of the Trier University of Applied Sciences, Theo Smits, and Dr. Jivan Asfak, who is Professor for Jewelry, Art and Design at Birmingham City University, the School of Jewelry to discuss what their main takeaways were from the conference, whether they believe conferences are useful to attend, and get their thoughts on a range of subjects relevant to the field today as covered in the conference. So, my first question is, what have been your main takeaways from the conference, each of you? Oh, okay, for me it was I felt like I'm done with conferences. Um, but it was really a lot of fun and uh, inspiring and it's like a lot of oh yeah oh great moments which means that I may be gradually growing out of my jaded position (laughs) into being interested again so to to encounter a group of people and the presentations that give you that spark of inspiration is really glorious For me it was of course a bit of a challenge when you're coming from the continent, you think that you speak English quite well, but uh, then it turns out that here in the UK people speak a completely different kind of English, so I was not able to follow everything, but the great asset of these 48 hours was like this unimaginable kaleidoscope that you get offered yeah? and this was also I think what the organizers wanted that is always with a, a, a thing like beyond silver we do not know exactly what but let's open up the possibilities and I think mm-hmm. this was really done in a spectacular way because I mean from from the yeah the, the Palais that was was opened up, the the, the specter of of contributions that we've seen was so wide that it was also, it was kind of not only an intellectual, but also like an emotional, how do you call these things? (laughs) Roller coaster, yeah, that you see things where you think, what is this about? I do not agree with this at all. But and it was only 20, most of them were 20 minute lectures, no? so this was really like bang, fist in your face. And, and at some point, after a few minutes, you say, Yeah, but there is something to it. Yeah? And that makes you again then focus on what you see and hear and take up things in a very short span of time. You take up a lot of different things that you are not able to gather in a long time when working on your own. So this is really like one of the most rich intellectual buffets, the the dress tables that I have seen for a while. And of course this is, well, it's not the idea behind every conference. And when I saw the program, it was like, okay, so 20 20 talks or something like this. How the hell are they going to do this? And I was like, when, are, when will we have time to ask questions and talk and get on the speaker's nerves? Yeah, But it was very good that this was not too much part of the concept because we, we were like feeding and feeding and feeding. And the digestion, that's 
has to come now mm-hmm. when you're going home. Could we reflect on the conference as an activity for us contemporary jewelers who also communicate through making and materials and you know because we're this is an academic format that we've adopted in a practice that is you know hands-on i mean you see we are in a lecture theater right now but actually i love the architecture of this lecture theater but what is here that actually team hubs you know the next step would be to make this interactive it's always the thing, you know, the people in the front, they know it all and they blah, blah, blah. But to actually make the, the audience become presenters and, and you know, you, to make them work in teams to contribute to, to certain kind of notions that come up. So I think, you know, the afternoon uh, should actually be interactive and, and feeding that back and then actually also launching this to have more of a active engagement so Mm. that would be really really good okay well i must admit that this is one of the things that COVID brought us that there is much more online activities and and connections which is a good thing we also saw here we had like five or six lectures from all over the world, people addressing us from from Sydney to, I don't know. But if you ask what the value of a conference like this is, I mean, I remember when I started to get educated, I was in a a classroom with like 20 or 25 people. And at the academy, I was in in a group like 12 people. And after graduation, I was suddenly alone in my workshop. And that was also a moment where I said, hmm, well, I didn't consider that so much as it became present in my professional practice. And it is not something that you say, yeah, but um, you know that you, or you could have maybe started a studio with a a few people. Yeah, but I think that uh, one of the important things of this conference, and that is a very interesting parallel to the function of jewelry in society is a kind of direct contact. Yeah. So I have just said goodbye to people with really a big hug that I didn't know 48 hours ago. Yes, and that is because I, I discovered that there is a kind of parallel thing going on. People are fighting the same problems are finding different solutions in different situations that can somehow bring me to a new point of maybe sometimes even of thinking hopefully also of doing things or transferring things as as a teacher to to the students yeah so for me a conference is kind of a nucleus in time where a lot of things come together and I must admit, I'm, I'm not so much against a digital format as I used to be before. I can accept it as advantages, but I really like the hugging. This is something where I say, yeah, and, and the possibility yeah, to... Yeah, I think we missed that all, uh, yes. Yeah, but, so, but I, I think this is also, I mean, this sounds a little bit dramatic maybe, yeah, but I think this is also one of the core competences that a good piece of jewelry has 
Yeah? And even if you are alone with a good piece of jewelry, you stand in front of the mirror and suddenly you're not alone anymore because you are with this piece and your own identity. So imagine what happens if there is this other person in the room or 20 other persons in the room. And this is exactly what happens during such a weekend like this. It is this communication and this is if you ask me, maybe it's one of your next questions, I don't know, but if you would ask me, what do you really like about jewelry? It is not about stones, it is not about gold. It is about the, 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 the interconnection between histories and present times of people that I meet. Yeah, and and for me, jewelry is like a, like a facilitator, a catalysator, and this is exactly what happens in a weekend like this. So for me, yeah, uh, it should be on the program of every maker, at right. least once per year, I think. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I, actually, it takes us out of our isolated ways mm -hmm. of thinking and kind of like makes that communicate and open to other perspectives so even though you know I'm not making some of the stuff but I really really like to know about it mm. it feeds back to me a, a, a kind of a richness mm. and yeah I also like to see how people develop you know some of these things Super V you know I, I knew her when she was doing her PhD studies she now you know does this after 21 years and of course we're both 21 years older right it's like oh here you are again oh this is what you're doing now oh amazing you haven't given up mm -hmm. you know you're, you're, you're kind of evolved mm -hmm. uh, in both as a human being but also uh, in your practice mm -hmm. now how fantastic is that that's mm -hmm. really lovely there is a concern critique even on disciplinary thinking I touched upon it in a question in the conference as well or silo thinking we've talked about how multi-diverse the conference was but it was our discipline still my question is what are the benefits of disciplinary thinking and working as you know within a discipline to discuss what is going on mm. and the disadvantages because I think there's both well I was uh, I was really surprised when my wife informed me that multitasking is not possible, also not for women. Yeah, men always think that women can do multitasking. She informed me that this is not that is not possible. It does not exist. And I also have the feeling that we are you 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 asked the question about our field of work. And I think uh, it is not the right question. We should not look so much at the field as such, but at the individuals that make out the field. What do they need? And the needs and of, of the individual that makes in the end out what the field is about they are probably quite different from the needs of the field. So I think we need to rephrase the question. Yeah, what is a conference like this doing for the individual? And that outcome 
is automatically part of the outcome of the field. But if you immediately look at the second level, you forget more or less uh, what the, the basis is about, what the, the elementary thing. So I, the question, I think, needs to be rephrased. What you asked us in the beginning, what will you take home, what do you think, what, what did you learn? Yeah? I think this is the elementary thing. And I hope that when, I, I think, I cannot imagine that anybody being here for 48 hours and getting that much of input, that they will be completely uninfluenced. Maybe that they are completely the same. This will not be the case. They will have taken something. And this result, this will be part of what makes out the field. So, to be honest, of course I care what is going on in the field. But to take care about that, I need to take care on this sub-level, which is the elementary working floor mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is comfortable to perhaps speak within your discipline. It is very hard, It's much harder to go to a design conference that's focused on all these other disciplines to then translate. This is where I'm, you know, is there a benefit to us also engaging with people on a science conference, in a design conference, in, you know, because yeah. that, that is the underlying... Well, I think, you know, I have, I have presented uh, anthropology, uh, sociology, uh, archaeology. Um, I have published even in a book of French psychoanalysis. So I think it depends what you like. You know, if you're not interested in anthropology, why should you go to an anthropology conference, let's say? However, though, I am interested in that. And so, yeah, I understand that being the only jeweler, but that doesn't intimidate me. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. So, and, and every single experience I had was like, oh, this is so cool, what you said. You know, this image, I didn't know this exists. Where can I go and see more? Can I buy this? You know, usually academics of in the humanities, in the social sciences, in the arts and designs anyway, are really, really interested. And, for example, the, the, this, I come up with a psychoanalyst who I know. I mean, they're my best customers. So, um, don't be unfair on them not being interested in jewelry, and especially in the fields that are, by now, over the last 10 years, quite feminized. Mm. You know, there were traditionally male boys' clubs, but mm. actually there aren't anymore. And there isn't a single woman that, you know, is not interested in clothes or, or in jewelry. It's just simply... I'm not saying that they're not interested. I'm saying if I wasn't there, there wouldn't have been a jeweler. Yeah, well... Okay, yeah, fair enough point. That, that is true. The, the jewelry field, when you want to talk about the field, mm-hmm. field is quite close. Yeah? And this is also one of the concepts behind the thinking jewelry conferences. Yeah? We have in, in three days like uh, 12 lectures. Um and maximum two jewelers. Yeah. And I remember that uh, like before Corona, the last symposium we had, there was a, a woman from Lausanne, astrophysicus, yeah, 
and she did a lecture on black holes and you would expect you wouldn't expect that to be part of a jewelry conference and this woman has been able to grab all the participants and to tear them away from this 20 square centimeter surface where they usually make the jewelry upon just the diversity in scale of your table and a black hole I think that if I will ask some of the people that attended this conference in 20 years what was one of the interesting thoughts that you picked up during then it were some of the sentences from for instance this lecture and other people would have taken another lecture. So what we also find within our field is that we every time again we try to invent the wheel new we try to find our own solutions every goldsmith is the king in his workshop and so on and so on and we find that when you go to other disciplines they are fighting the same struggles and you find that we do not ask those people to tell us their vision upon jewelry we ask them to tell about their professional practice and then it turns out that there are synchronicities and, and parallel processes going on and that is what activates the people in our field if you make them think about aha there is a solution or there is a, a, a possible way an, another perspective available in another field of work and then the transition to our field of work. This can only be done by the individuals I was just speaking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is going on not enough in our field. When we talk about the field, and this is one of the things I have been discussing for hours and hours, for, for instance with Mayan Unger, we are still thinking about there is the high jewelry and then there is the bijou and then there is the art jewelry and then the art historians tell us there is also the author jewelry and that kind of bullshit and we are still thinking there is one cake and who gets the biggest part and nobody understands there is a complete bakery around this cake where you can really go and yeah and this is something where I think, yes, of course, breaking the boundaries and going outside. And I even understand that within a globalized world it is necessary to look beyond your own culture. I'm very afraid of all those people looking beyond their own culture without understanding their own culture. This yeah, that is probably going to be a big problem. <laughs> but besides that, I think... If you stay in this bubble, you have no chance at all. Mm -hmm. A recent article in Klimto 2 by Lucia Richards was reflecting on the reasons why contemporary jewelry hasn't taken off. In the article, she gives us her list of what has held the field back. And there is criticism on academics, influencers, jewelry houses and gallerists. What are your thoughts on what is holding the field back from taking off? We have been developing the way we did and there have been some very good developments in contemporary jewelry um, because we did not react to the demands of Coca-Cola and that kind of companies. Yeah. And 
there is this I mean there, there is this issue of how you're going to profile yourself yes yeah. positioning and, I call it and the question is um, do, do you really want to admit that we are not a business like Walt Disney um, I don't want to, to work in such a field. I really want to work in a jewelry field that connects to the thinking and the doing of an art field and a design field. Because in that way, we can somehow contribute to what is going on, reflect on what is going on in society. And that this is not going to be on a scale like Walt Disney and Coca-Cola are functioning, I can live with it. I can also see, yeah, maybe not on a huge scale, but I can see that the doing, the doings of the last 50 years of contemporary jewelry have been changing things. You can see that the collections of jewelry that you find in companies from Hannes and Mauritz and I don't know what, or they have been changing and this is completely similar to processes in fashion when you look at what is going on on the stages in Paris you wouldn't want to wear to see your wife wearing that on the local bus yeah or your friend or your neighbor or whatever but the effects of what is going on there will somehow influence what is going on for a broader audience in four or five or ten years. Yeah. And of course, contemporary jewelry is not as fast as fashion, and I don't want to compare jewelry and fashion because it is completely different disciplines. But I refuse to accept that kind of critics that we should somehow submit ourselves to the, the, the brand thinking and to because that is exactly opposite of where, if I have a say in this, where I would like our field to develop. And that is a more personal and individual way. And I know that this maybe cannot be done for a million of people. Yeah? But I think that we have developed jewelry into this direction, contemporary jewelry, with a lot of different materials, and this is nothing new that we did, because jewelry has been functioning from the beginning of the awareness of human beings, exactly the same way. So it is not that we are conserving this ancient way of making jewelry, but we are conserving the essentials of what makes out to be a human being. And yeah. That is quite a big task that is not compatible with the regulations yeah, the, in brackets that are now put up by companies like Walt Disney and Coca-Cola. Mm. And I don't want it. I just don't want to make Donald oh, Duck and in, in changing times, perhaps popularity of certain things will change as well according to what happens around. I, I think, of course, in our society... Always the question will be asked, and I always ask any lecturers in our school, how do you survive from this? Yeah, and, and what does your what what do your pieces cost and this kind of question? Because they are relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
and I think this really is an issue. We need to re-evaluate what is our main currency, and it cannot be money. That is impossible. I know that it is because we're in inside of the system, yeah? but still there is this thing where I think this is what we need to at least strive for the awareness that there are values beyond this capitalistic system that we have. So but is there something where you can say the artist more than the designer, let's say, well, it's a debatable premises, but, you know, as, a, as an artist, yes, you have to market and position your work. You know, if you if you don't know where the galleries are that you fit in, and you know you don't have the tooling to convince them to represent you, or you know how to get onto fairs or whatever and sell yourself, if you don't know this, if you are shy, and you cannot say I make this and I do this because of this, that, and the other, like I was after my apprenticeship, I was a pretty good goldsmith, not as good. Um, I'm not as good anymore. But um, I couldn't say anything. So you you also have to learn the language of of uh, disseminating your own work, other people's work, and presenting yourself. And you have to be IT literate. Without it, doesn't work. You need to know where the social networking tools are. You 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 know how to make photographs, videos, animations now. Everything is embedded everywhere, and at the same time, you also should have a private life. Actually, you know, this is you know uh, to step away from it and and not care. As an educator, I believe the offering of a wild, uh, wild and wide uh, perspective of possibilities, because I think not everybody has to become an artist. Uh, they they can choose what. You know how how to operate very much the question of what kind of jeweler do you want to be mm. Mm. so you know the art jury or contemporary jury as a as a history uh, as presented mostly mm. here is not the only one that's not the only thing and and if somebody wants to be you know a crafts market jeweler or some somebody wants to go into fashion or mass production or whatever. It's okay. How do you do that? Because it cannot it cannot be the repetition. So yeah, I mean Munich works. I mean Munich has a star system. It's very clear. Going to Schmuck. Um, we've been ranting about this forever. Mm. However, so we we developed Polyphonos. So there was only one single teeny weeny gallery in the western. So in 2019, the last Schmuck. Yeah, it was a washed out kind of smoke. We had 10 shows there. So it was really like uh, bringing shops or office owners together with jewelers, with pop-ups. So once we connected them with somebody, we gave them the space, the host, mm -hmm. with a jeweler, they got 300 euro for, for that long weekend um, as, a, as a fee that most of the jewelers were ca coming as small collectors anyway. That's it. Then the artists have to take care of them, themselves. Mm. Now, we are going to, to take that principle of, of working collaboratively, but individually as well, to other places as well. Mm. And, and now we, we, we've been asked for, because Munich is, is considered uh, a, a window, 
mm. uh, you know, a really important window to the world and to people who are influential. So one of our places we will give to Precious. Uh, so they have 300 members. They will kind of create that themselves. We give them a, a large space. So there it is. Do something with it. Yeah, that's great. I might want to ask one last question. So jewelry is highly connected to humans and human sentiments in a world where we are debating the dangers of anthropocentric thinking, of placing us in the center. How do we as jewelers contribute to these discussions? Should we contribute to these discussions? Your thoughts? I like to just uh, contribute to this discussion. It, it is a thing where I think we could speak about it the rest of the afternoon, yeah. but you can also come down to the question, what does this word exactly mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah? And that means that a human, I, th- I understand it as yeah. a human being putting his own doings in the center of things mm-hmm. to our own well-being more mm-hmm. or less maybe that is a little bit already something added that is mm-hmm. not part of the neutral sense of the word word um i think this is what we are all doing always automatically but there are dangers to this that's as that's, we can see as we outside. can see so as yeah. a jewelry field do we engage should we engage can we engage as a medium? This is not a question. We are engaging. We are engaged because we are human. Mm-hmm. That we happen to have a genetic ability or a genetic force to take the wrong decisions as human beings. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, in, in, in the after talk of the lecture, there was this thing like if you look at the, the 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 time clock of this planet we we turn up in the last five or two seconds exactly. or something yeah so i mean humanity seems to be kind of a flu for this planet so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know um i think if you take the, the a responsibility to not only understand being human as something that is concerning you mm-hmm. but also your neighbor yeah and then you are at a point where you can come again with this sentence how far can you reach as an individual mm-hmm. and i think that there is always i mean nobody is so alone that other people are unreachable and i think that is always the thing that should be put in focus unfortunately it isn't in our society mm. people are trying to create their own islands of, of comfort of luxury of, of well-being mm-hmm. and they don't care about the other islands and i think this is something that should be part of what we are doing and if we are not making jewelry to earn to only earn money then you are automatically on this point i'm making somebody something to enable somebody else to communicate with the third or fourth or fifth person mm. so you are automatically in this circle of communication and connection and if you do this 
in in a in a way that is taking the situation that you are in in your society seriously you will automatically start thinking about how can things be sustainable or whatever fashion like words we have in in our society now today mm. cool. so it, I, it is part of the deal already mm. okay i take a slightly different take on this so let me try to explain this using a different cultural explanation model in the jiddish um, language uh, you have the word mensch so mensch is the German word also for human. Mm-hmm. However, though, in, in Yiddish, you only would use, you actually have to work on yourself to qualify being called mensch. So you find this also in Foucault again, so in the, in the, in the need for the self-care. So you have to kind of work on yourself in order to, not enlightened or any kind of spiritual thing, but to become Mm -hmm. self-aware, be able to use analytical and reflective tools towards your own shortcomings, but also towards your your gifts and your Mm. talents. So that, that, that you as a person becomes much more interacting in the everyday gestures that that you are doing so and Foucault then goes on he said that men's self-care is is a replacement of of religions if you like whereby there's sort of like deep needs for uh, deeper meaning sacred divine is sort of replaced from system religions so that that you actually live your life meaningful reflecting upon yourself if you could imagine that, you know, everybody doing, mm-hmm. and to become mensch, I don't think we would have that conversation. Mm. So yes. there is something, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a philosophical uh, a consideration that then tips, warp into ethics. Mm. So, mm. Okay, last question, and then we need to, I need to run for my train. Yes. Is there a topic that you think would make a really great next conference? Is there something that you're burning to want to discuss? Yes, I do. Go on. I would like to have a conference on pixies. Pixies? Yeah, I would really like to do something on re-enchanting. Amazing. Yes. Cool. Yeah? Deal? We are already thinking oh, on, the, <laughs> on the on, on the next topic for thinking jewelry. Yeah. So. And you can't share that yet. No. The conference was indeed a steam pot for ideas, contemplation, and conversation. So, for delivering excellent talks and a thought-provoking plenary, and for speaking to me today, I would like to thank you, Theo and Jivam. It's been a real pleasure to hear your thoughts. Well, thank you to you too. Next month, I'll be speaking to another guest, so watch this space to find out who it is. But for now, this was Sophie Boons for the BAJ podcast episode titled Beyond Silver the Plenary with Jivan Asfalk and Theo Smits. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.